A crash of thunder, accompanied by a blinding flash of light, sent him stuttering. Shalon pulled more tightly against him, fingers digging into his arm. The light left an afterimage in his eyes. Storms. He could swear that the afterimage was a face, horribly twisted, the mouth pulled open. The next lightning bolt lit the flood just outside with a sequence of crackling light, and it showed water bobbing with corpses. Dozens of them pulled past in the current, dead eyes towards the sky. Many just empty sockets, men, and Parshendi. The water surged upwards and a few inches of it flooded the chamber, the water of dead men. The storm went dark again, as black as a cavern beneath the ground. Just Kaladin, Shalon, and the bodies. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book 2, Words of Radiance. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 74 and 75. If you haven't caught up on your reading yet, or you've chosen the wrong episode, make sure that you do. We are, this is the last episode of part four, which means Sanderlanch is coming. Oh, I'm so excited. All right, everyone. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and he and I just finished cuddling in a makeshift cubby. I refuse to call it an alcove. <laughs> it's Jack. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? I actually like being in an alcove with you. I would, I would, I would consider that an honor. We are not made for him, bro. We cannot hang out in alcoves together. <laughs> like we're close. Like I love you, but like we are not. These mating. two, these two do. I actually think that Sanderson was very intentional in describing it as an alcove. I think between these two, I think there's a little something there. You know what's really funny is I don't think there is of us, something there that wasn't there before. If there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yet again, we are quoting the same line. But I, I really do believe that there is something to that because when I was doing notes for this episode, I was like, "Fuck, man, we've been we've been hitting this alcove joke quite hard for the last like yes. ten episodes. Maybe this whole part because the alcove thing happened in between part three and part four, yeah. and we've been I, hitting this uh, this joke pretty hard." And now these two Sean, people are in an alcove together. Like what the fuck? I think I think Sanderson planned this entirely. I think mate form Parshendi alcove, or yeah, yeah, mate form Par- Parshendi alcove has translated into this. These other two characters being trapped using an alf- an, an alcove, getting close. He's there's language in these chapters about being language. close, holding on to each other's yeah. bodies. Their bodies are warm. Yeah, he's looking at her in a different way. She's kind of trusting him. Now they've told their their life stories to each other. They're like a few of their secrets. Like these two characters are getting close, and I don't think I'm foolish for saying it. The but I among the many things I want to talk about this about this chapter is that I think that with the two of them getting closer, yeah. What what scares me about that is that I think it indicates that Adolin 
could be a character selected to go out. Maybe. Um, you know, it's funny in the last I don't know if that's covered, true, but I the, but not, that's my fear as I'm like, hang on, is Sanderson kind of doing this because there's going to be an event that uh, that now affects Adolin? Mm. And is that what he's doing here? Is he nurturing this thing? The other thing I'm I'm terrified about too is that um as per usual, terrified, nervous about everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to this series, when it comes to this series. Yeah, in this, normal life, you're pretty I'm, chill. I'm normally, you're, you're I'm not super like chill. this. Yeah. I'm normally chill, dude. Like, I like, you know, hey, like, I, I'm not really <laughs> so on edge all the time. But this series makes me crazy. Um, because the other thing I was thinking is that um, Kaladin is kind of wondering, well, does she know about Helleran? You know, uh, he, 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 well, like, I, I know that we're going to cover it in the chapter, but, mm-hmm. but does she already know? And I had to stop in this chapter and think, you know what? She might already know. And she's playing him along. Maybe. Like it, it, it could get to a moment where, where it's like this dramatic thing between her they've and. They've definitely and, been dancing around this thing. They've, they've been doing a dance here this whole time. They've been trapped together. They've yeah. been dancing around in the chasms. They've been dancing around their, their feelings for each other, whether it's hate or familiarity. Now they've been dancing around the issue of their powers. They've been dancing around the issue of Hellerin. So there's so much unspoken right now between these two. Um, well, yeah, first so of it's... all, I, I'm going to declare the biggest thing of all. I I had to text in the in the channel today because as soon as I read it, yeah, that's scared you. Me. I just you you want to talk about being scared and nervous. I think this is. I think this is. I don't. I don't want to. It's not okay. Still okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. The Stormfather is a liar. <laughs> liar. He is a liar. I don't trust this entity at all anymore. Lies. I don't. I don't. Uh, dude, I swear to like that's where I'm at right now. Right. I'm like, hang on a second. Sill is gone for reals. Like that's two two of my favorite uh two of my favorite characters. Yep. Two of my favorite gals in this series. Dude. I like and we're not and we're not even finished? Yeah. Like we're I don't know, man. Finished yet, man. I will say I this: the, the, the I'm one, not happy. The one point I want to get back to <laughs> is um, this whole budding friendship relationship between Shalon and Kaladin. You said, mm-hmm. "What about Adelin? Um, yeah. What does this mean for his future?" We did have yeah. the last time we were with these characters. Kaladin is finally letting himself have an enjoyable time with Shalon when they're doing the "Oh, I'm stuck in a chasm." Yeah. However, the silver Joking. lining is that all those jokes, and then Adelin came up again, and he went, "Oh yeah, right." Adeline. So that's kind of how we feel right now is right. Right. Adeline. Adeline. So, and they've made Adeline so likable, right? If Adeline was a pompous asshole, it would be like, screw this guy. But he's so likable. Like, he's the most likable guy in the war camps, right? Dude. Everyone, everyone loves a uh, fashion loving, um, <laughs> sword, sword wielding soldier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fashion conscious soldiers well, let's get um, to it here okay all right yeah, yeah okay yeah absolutely so uh, cha- chapter 74 all of that to say chapter 74 riding the storm striding Stri- the, the storm striding the storm i'm thinking riders on the storm st riding on the storm <laughs> yeah <laughs> and to um, the spren we're born the storm we're born <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Striding the storm. Okay, this begins with something interesting. You, however, have never been a force of equilibrium. You tow chaos behind you like a corpse dragged by one leg through the snow. Please, hearken to my plea. Leave that place and join me in my oath of non-intervention. Now, if this is like cosmic deities talking amongst one another, that's an interesting oath. An oath of non-intervention. Right. Meaning we might have got the ball rolling, but we're done after that. Yeah. It's like, oh, um, like a hands now I don't off. know. Yeah. I don't know if that's what that means, but that's how I was interpreting it. And, um, the other thing that's interesting about this is, um, you've never been a force for equilibrium, meaning the other character is, I guess, a force of having the balance tipped one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which there, as this other character is saying, it's causing chaos. But again, it's interesting, like a corpse dragged through the snow. I I find it just interesting that these two cosmic or potentially larger than life entities, characters here, Mm -hmm. are mentioning snow. I think that's... Yeah, that's right. Interesting. Yeah, because do we have snow on Roshar? I, not, well, in the, yeah, well, there there, there was the extreme cold. Extreme cold, but I don't know if there was any snow. It's a really nice get right there. Was there no snow or ice when they were so. traveling in the southern? There's the frosted lands, which is really, really cold, but I don't know if there's any snow. Hmm. hmm. Maybe that's something for uh, uh, for the Discord friends to uh, to to tell us about when that's this episode interesting. comes That's interesting. I'm sure they So will. what you're saying is in Roshar, there is no Canada. There is no- There's no- There is no- We the North is not- <laughs> No, it's We the Irie or We well, the- Well, I say that we, meaning me and you, we yeah. got to put the Canada back into Roshar. We do. And yes, we Canada. Yes. And yes, <laughs> yes, we can Canada. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kaladin caught Shalon's hand- boulders crashing above the wind was raging so i stopped there because at that moment i had thought well that's that could be sill mm-hmm. sill is raging the wind is raging water swelling below and rising suddenly in a sudden surge and surge is italicized mm-hmm. her grip tightens With a strength that seemed to belie her smaller form, she heaved. Kaladin shoved with his good leg as water washed over it and forced himself up into this rocky alcove. Mm -hmm. Right away, I I believe I'm right about this. She's used power to pull this off. She surges also in italics. She is a small framed lady. She should not be able to pull him up the way she has. And also the sphere be- became done and right. she tries to get away with it. There's a bit of lie on her right. part where she, we're, we're going to get to right, that. Right, right. So I, I picked up, I think we, I'm picking up We know up on from Kaladin's that. experience that um, not only do the Stormlight give them um, the ability to use it for surges, it also automatically mm. makes them faster, stronger, like their senses are all heightened, right? So... They should be using their powers to make first-time readers less nervous. They should. A little more. Like a soothing kind of power. Throw a little. Kind of like a, a, 
a soothe. They a should soothe cast binder. calm emotions on Jack. That's what they should do. <laughs> calm emotions. <laughs> yeah, the ingredients for that spell is tea. Okay, the hollow, which is this little this little alcove they have, three or four feet deep. Fortunately, it faced westward, which is good. Mm-hmm. Icy wind twisting about, spraying water over them. She was warm in his arms. Mm-hmm. And he held to her as much as she did him, both of them sitting hunched against the rock, his head brushing the top of the hollowed hole. The plateau shuddered, quivering like a frightened man. I like that because when I was imagining the plateau, I'm thinking the fl- of a fl- you know the flat surface, and it was almost like like the skin of this area is like shuddering with fear yeah. as the storm is coming. Right. Really cool image. Again, they did it sort of similarly before where they said, what was it? The, the, the uh, chasm, chasm hides. was the chasm hides. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so cool. Mm. I love the way he's describing this thing. So the plateau shuddered. The blackness was absolute except when lightning came. Mm-hmm. And I also thought that was a great way to imagine this this whole scene and the sound, the thunder crashing. Water roared like an angry beast and the flashes illuminated a frothing, churning, raging river in the chasm. Again, turning this thing into a beast, frothing at the mouth. Yeah. Like, dude, how perfect is that described? It's, it's, great. it's, it's I, I had to put it as one of my highlights like because I just love the way he's turning this storm into a monster. And if you can imagine being in those chasms, looking down these, these dark, you know, stony ridges, these, you know, and they're, and they're 200 feet deep mm-hmm. in spaces. And you're imagining the, this frothy water as a monster, like ripping through the area. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. Not only is he turning, love it. not only is he turning the, uh, um, the storm into a monster, he's turning mm-hmm. the, the chasms into rivers, like completely transforming everything around them. You know, it's just, sure. it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it had risen 50 or more feet in moments. Yeah. Even just that visual is astonishing. So much water. <laughs> That's a lot of water. That is a lot of water. <laughs> um, Kaladin says, the, the sphere, you had a sphere with you for light. And she says, it's gone. I must have dropped it when I grabbed you. And I put in, I put a little asterisk here and I said lies. Yeah. Yeah. Because she used that. She used to, it to, to, uh, to be able to, to pull him up. Pull him up. Yeah. Yeah. But see, but he picked up on it though. A little bit I later, think. I think, hey, he mentions well, it again. I, well, it, it, in the early, in the earlier text, it says with a strength that seemed to belie her smaller form, maybe that's not him. That could just be the. Adrenaline anyway. and like, yeah, that's. He could be, but you know what? He does pick up on it because a little bit later in this chapter, he does say something that makes him. Sure he does. Yeah. He figures it out or at least he's got strong suspicions. And if she, if he is figuring her out, I'm putting money that she's got him done too. Yeah. She is a, she is a scholar. She is, she is is Shalon Yasna. She's she's smart. Yeah. He could swear the after image was a face. The light, sorry, I, I, I skipped ahead. Shalon pulled more tightly against him, fingers digging into his arm. The light 
left an afterimage in his eyes, and he could swear that this afterimage was a face, mm-hmm. horribly twisted, the mouth pulled open. The lex- sorry, the next lightning bolt lit the flood just outside with a sequence of crackling light showing the water bobbing with corpses. Dead eyes toward the sky, men and Parshendi. Mm-hmm. Again, brutal image. Yeah. What do you make of this after image? Well, I think this is the same face he saw when he was hung up in the storm. Right. You know, this is the storm father. We see mm-hmm. the face. He's about to hear the voice again. Right. That's right. Child of Tanavast. Tanavast. Deep yeah. I love it. Oh, dude. It's yeah. so good. That was the most surreal thing I've ever seen, Sishalon. Storms are strange. You speak from experience? Sadius hung me out in one. I was supposed to die. The tempest that had tried to, or earlier it says here, tried to rip his skin and muscles from his skeleton. The rain was like knives, lightning like a cauterizing iron. Yeah. Like it should have killed him. I love that. It yeah. Hundred percent. Sh- mm-hmm. But back then he had sill. Yeah, and then it says it here, and a small figure, all white, standing before him with hands forward, as if to part the tempest for him, tiny and frail, yet as strong as the winds themselves. Oh, welcome to Goosebump Town. (laughs) (laughs) That is another one of my highlights, dude, is that uh, description of Syl right there. Mm -hmm. And then he says, Syl, what have I done to you? Yeah. And then Shalon says, I, I, need, I need to hear the story. Now she's speaking of, I need to hear the story when you were out in the, in the high storm right. where Sadius put, put you out there to die. And he says, I'll tell it to you sometime. And then they settled back into the alcove. Yeah. Now I, I had to put a highlight there because I'm like, come on, this is, this is on purpose. They're settling back. They settled down into their four by four alcove. <laughs> like, what do you like really back not the future, comfortable you got at all? Four by four? Yeah, it's like f- four feet by four feet. <laughs> well, I thought you meant like a truck, like a I'm take my four by four into the uh, high storm, pull the and hitch just, down, uh, get in, get in my out. pickup, my four by four. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. just I'm trying to imagine how small <clears throat> this space is. Like, it's very small. I think they said three by four. Yeah, it's very very small. Like, yeah. Not a lot of, <laughs> not a lot of room. Not a lot of room for movement. Yeah, there's no, there's no, absolutely no mate mating going on. No mating no. going on. Well, in... not not with a lot of movement, but certainly proximity, closeness. You know, contact. but they are they are entangled into each other. Like they are literally holding each other the entire time. They for they warmth, might be too, a little right? more than than tangled. They they might be intertwined. They are they are intertwined. They 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 might be pretzeling at this point. <laughs> mm. um, Salty. Um, Con, con, contortionists, I think. Um, maybe that's what they can do with their surge binding. Um, light comes from above, but it was too steady to be lightning. Mm-hmm. Something was glowing on the, on the plateau. And he swore he saw an enormous figure walking up there. A glowing, inhuman form, followed by another form that was alien and sleek. Striding the storm, which we get the title. Mm-hmm. So that I think is the first time we've had that description. Yeah, we've never had someone walking around in a high storm. Yeah, and giant. Yeah. Please, Shalon says, I need to hear something other than other than that. Tell me, 
So she's still wanting to hear the story. Yeah, she needs a distraction here. We know, we so, know of, uh, if we know Shalon one bit, as we know this girl needs to distract herself about how she feels in the current moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and he, yeah, and he's thinking voices would help. So, and then he, and he, this is surprising, man. He goes into it. He tells her, he tells almost her almost everything. Exactly. He just leaves enough out that she can't put together that he killed the shard bearer that day on the battlefield, right? He said he made right. me a slave for knowing the truth that he'd killed my men in his lust to get a shard blade, that it yeah. mattered more to him than his own soldiers, more to him than honor. So he just doesn't tell her, I killed a guy on the battlefield. I should have been the shard right. bearer. He killed all my men and took the shard, the, the blade. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't right. say that. He just no. sa- tells her enough of the information that she's all like, oh, that's really, that's really sad. Having nothing to do with my brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he 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 lays it all out. Yeah. He says, he says it started when Amram betrayed me, and then the two of them pressed close. So as he's telling her, they're getting closer physically. Yeah. He made me a slave for knowing the truth, that he'd killed my men in his lust, that it mattered more to him than his own soldiers, more to him than honor. He talked of his days as a slave the attempts to escape of the men that he got killed it gushed from him a story that he'd never told that word gushed i thought was kind of cool i it just seemed to evoke for me the storm that they're right. witnessing and mm-hmm. he's gushing he's mm-hmm. letting it all sort of come out yeah i like Who this would question have told yeah i love this i love this uh um, a story he'd never told yeah who who would he have told this to Bridge four had lived most of it with him. He told her of the wagon and of Tavlakev, which earned a gasp. So he picks up on that, that, that she might know him. She might have known him. Yeah. He spoke of the numbness, nothing, the thinking that he should kill himself, but the trouble believing that it was worth the effort. That's so the wretch. Yeah. Um, he talked about bridge four, but he didn't talk about sill. Talked about bridge runs, terror, death, and decisions. He swore he could hear the chanting up above. So again, he's see, he's seeing these figures. Now mm-hmm. he's hearing chanting. Yeah, this is strange. This is all new, as far as I know. Um, some strange kind of spren zipped past their enclosure. It was red and violet reminiscent of lightning and he was thinking was that what sill had saw yeah remember she said i've been seeing these strange spren around spren yeah and that description red violet reminiscent of lightning is the same description as the spren that changed eshonai right the moment Eshenai saw That's it right. was like, no, 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 this was a mistake. And then mm-hmm. it was too late. She was already out in the storm and the ritual had already started. That's right. Yeah, it's funny. I, I should have thought about Eshenai, but you, you, you know what I kept thinking of? Hmm. Was the violet blood of the chasm fiends and trying to connect the red and the violet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, storm form, right? Yep. Um... Shalon listened. 
He expected to for her to ask questions, but no pestering came. No chattering. She apparently did know how to be quiet this time. So I really like that too, that she's just listening to him. Right. She realized she needs to hear it to distract her and he needs to get it out. Part of me though wonders if that's the moment when she's quiet that she figured out about Helleran. Maybe. Maybe you might be right. You might be right that she figured it out. Like we don't get be... a response. We don't get a, a confirmation in this no. chapter because this no, is all his all. POV. If her POV were to take over halfway through, maybe we would get a, oh my God, right. Hillerin, blah, blah, blah. But we, it's all right. from his perspective. that's why she was quiet. Right. Which is why it's okay for you to Dude, assume that she's figured it out. That's giving me goosebumps Because we, we that don't have any confirmation from her at all. And it's also possible yeah. that in this chapter, she's also figured out about him. Remember you said he was smart enough to figure out her stuff with her powers. Yeah. Maybe she's doing the same thing in these moments. So a man who survived out in a storm. In the high storm. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So the way he saved Dalinar at the tower, yeah, all, the, all of that this story that's coming out clearly yeah. has these gaps in it that he's not saying. Yeah, she's, she's, but she's she, too smart. It's dude. like looking at a redacted statement, like a redacted government statement <laughs> with these black bars over the important Been hearing parts. hearing that word a lot lately. Yeah. yeah redacted. <laughs> Yeah, redact. Okay. He got it all out amazingly. The last bridge run, rescuing Dalinar, he wanted to spill it all out. Mm -hmm. He talked about facing the Parshendi Shardbearer, about how he defended Adolin, about holding the bridgehead on his own. They both let the silence settle on them and shared warmth. Then Shalon whispers to him, I killed my father. Hmm. With his hands around her waist and hers around him, it was as close as he'd held a woman since Tara. My father was a violent, angry man, Shalon continues, a murderer. And I loved him, and I strangled him as he lay on the floor, watching me, unable to move. I killed my own father. He didn't prod her, though he wanted to know. And this next sentence is interesting. Needed to know. I want to, Do you know um, how I, I how I was thinking of that is that that's that's the captain mm -hmm. because the way I interpreted that line is though he wanted to know more about it he didn't ask her almost because we're getting closer and I'm not going to you know make you feel more uncomfortable mm -hmm. but but there's still Captain right. Kaladin yeah because he's still a bodyguard right he's still right he and still he's has thinking, to protect oh, Adolin and and Dalinar and she just confessed to murdering. Right. Someone. So he's thinking, if you're capable of doing that, what else are you capable of right. doing? He needed to know. You, you could be a threat. So mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of neat. It almost reminded me of, um, of how like, you know, Batman would, would, would behave in, mm -hmm. in a moment like this, like he's close to Selena Kyle, uh, you know, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. that he, where his guard is down a little bit, but then his guard goes down, but, but then it's instincts like. instincts are stronger kick, and they, yeah. Yeah. Kick back in. It's like, yeah. re remember that That's you're good. not just Bruce Wayne, you're Batman. That's like, a good, good comparison. You, you, yeah. I, um, I want to dwell um, on, him, on, on something she says here. Um, it sure. really, really gets to my heart. When she says, my father was a violent, angry man, a murderer, mm. I loved yeah. him. Like, mm -hmm. she doesn't, you know, she doesn't skip over that part. That's why no. it's so complicated. You know, she... Of course. You know, um, we sometimes, I'm getting a little choked up here. People around us sometimes make choices for their own lives. 
and um, it hurts people around them. And you, sh against your better judgment, you want to ostracize them or you want to uh, vilify them um, because mm. of their choices. And um, mm -hmm. sometimes you can't do those things. Maybe sometimes, you know, maybe it's not right to do those things, but um, it's hard when you, when someone you love is doing something that you don't approve of or that you are against and you still love them. Like that love doesn't go away, you know? No. Um, so I, I really, really, really love this line. It might be my highlight. Um, she murdered him. He was a horrible person and she loved horrible. him. And she, yeah. and those two things can still exist. You know, she could still love I, I a person who is horrible, you know? It's beautiful. I think that's one of the one of the most interesting things about about love. One of the greatest mysteries, I guess you could say, about it is that, of course, it can conquer things like that. Mm -hmm. A hateful, spiteful, murderous, selfish, greedy person, and yet there can still be love for that person. Right. Right. Yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. And again, adds to the complexity of Shalon and really it perfectly matches in so many ways what Kaladin's going through. Right. Like these two are a perfect match. Like maybe she should have asked for one boot. Mm -hmm. Maybe she should have asked they, for just one and they can each have a boot. You know how <laughs> you have right. like a best friends forever necklace that half one person yeah. has half and the other person has half. <laughs> they can each have a boot. Half a boot. Half a pair of boots is one boot. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, okay, so my father was violent. You're right. It's, I mean, it's a yeah. It's 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 a heavy heavy line. He needed to know one thing. He had though that she did not in listening to her story mm -hmm. was he had parents who loved him. Yeah. Roshon had brought damnation into Hearthstone, but at least Kaladin's mother and father had always been there. And man, he makes a salient point right there yeah. in terms of what she's gone through that he hasn't. Um, and he gives her that here. He's thinking, wow, this poor kid, like she's, she's had it rough, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not only she has she had it rough, but like, you know, he, he, he realizes I had good parents. Thank God. Mm -hmm. How much yeah. worse could it have been? You know? Oh. Well, that's, isn't, isn't that, that, that's the, I guess that's the point. It can always be worse. Right. What would he have done if he was in Shalon's place? Mm -hmm. Now he says here, what would he have done if instead of living off of Tien's light, mm -hmm. he'd been required to bring light into the family? Dude, this might be my highlight. It's so great. Is him seeing in Shalon that she was the bringer of light to that family. She was the Tien in their family. Yeah. She acted when the other brothers did not. Mm -hmm. Hellerin, Hellerin left. Mm -hmm. You know, which in some ways could be, you know, viewed as admirable. But, but when you consider the violence and, and uh, torture and, and terror that the others were, were going through mm -hmm. in his absence... It's almost, you know, you could build a strong argument to say that Hellerin's actions were unhonorable, right. were, were not honorable. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really cool when he says that instead of living off Tien's light, like almost as if, she, um, you know, uh, Kaladin was like a vampire. Yeah. 
like like sucking on the light of his brother in order to keep going you know in order and like to keep powering him up um and not pr- not providing light for his family i don't know i i i just i stopped and thought about that a lot mm-hmm. why wasn't this woman broken truly broken he thinks mm-hmm. and then he's st- oh, this analogy dude don't you love this when he compare it like when he starts comparing her to to the spear Something that he knows really well, something that can, he can understand. How, how can I understand this woman? Oh, I can compare it to something I, I understand. He understands a spear with a chipped blade and he prefers a spear with a chipped blade. Mm-hmm. One with a score or two on the blade, a worn handle. Because this spear had remained sure and had not broken in a fight. Mm-hmm. They were marks and signs of strength. Yeah. Which is a great metaphor for Shalon. Dude, of course. Um, he did feel a chill, and as she mentioned, her brother Helleran's death. Helleran had been killed in Alethkar. I killed him, didn't I? Kaladin thinks. The brother that she loved. Yeah. Had, had he told her about that? No. His first few months as a slave had beaten that out of him, because talking about things like that would have been extraordinarily dangerous. Mm-hmm. He hadn't even realized that he'd fallen into the habit of speaking, of leaving that out. Right. Now, it's not a great excuse now, Kaladin, because you are aware, and she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He could say something right so, now. To, to do the honorable thing, you would have to come clean about right. this. So it's funny that how like he spills his guts and doesn't mention it, and right. she talks and mentions it, and he's like, oh shit, I killed her. I, I killed him. I'm the reason. Right? It's so strange. It's kind of funny how the two things he leaves out, which is Halloran and Syl, mm-hmm. are the two things that really have the most to do with honor. It's true. In that moment, he leaves honor out. He killed Halloran, and the Stormfather is about to tell him that he killed Syl. Yeah, I can't, dude. I, I, <laughs> I'm about to relive this moment all over again. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yes, mm, tasty. This, this woman was stronger than he had ever been. And then just before that, he asks the question, did she realize? Mm-hmm. Does she know already? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. I'm going to say yes, Shalon Devar does know. Hmm. And so uh, she continues, we decided that I would find Yasna. You see, she, she had a soul caster. Right. And he says, you wanted to see if she could fix yours? No, that would have been too rational. My plan, being stupid and naive, was to swap mine for hers and bring back a working one to make my family, sorry, to make money for my family. You had never left your family's lands? Yes. And you went to rob one of the smartest women in the world? Yes. Remember that bit about the stupid and naive part? (laughs) Well, anyway, Yasna did find out. Unfortunately, I intrigued her and she agreed to take me as a ward. Marriage to Adolin was her idea, which was a way to protect my family while I trained. Huh, he says. The winds seem to be building even further. Generous for a woman you intended to rob. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that he mentions Yasna and gives her a pl- and pays her a compliment. Yeah. I like that. I think she saw something in me that... And then there was silence. In a blink, Shalon was gone. Kaladin panicked, but then he realized that his leg no longer hurt 
and the fuzziness in his head from blood loss, shock, and possible hypothermia was gone too. And then he thought, oh, this again. Mm-hmm. Takes a deep breath and stands up. He looks out and meets the gaze of a face as wide as eternity itself. And Kaladin addresses it and says, Stormfather. Some named him Jezezere, Herald. This didn't fit what Kaladin had heard of any Herald, however. Was the Stormfather a spren, perhaps? A you god? Had, you had the same thought before. I did. I wanted to, I have that in my notes here because you, yeah. you did say this before that you thought that maybe mm-hmm. the, the Stormfather was a spren. We have met well, these unique sprens before that only one exists, right? Like the right. water one over That's Maribethia yeah. and stuff. So perhaps I would like to just offer that the Stormfather is a liar. Oh, he's a, sp- <laughs> he's a lying spren. He's actually a really he's large a cryptic. He's mm, a lying lies. spren. Okay. Um, was the Stormfather a spren? The winds had stopped, and then I think it spoke and says, Child of Honor. Mm-hmm. It spoke to him. Last time in the, mid- in the middle of a storm, it had not, though it had done so in dreams. She's one of them, isn't she? He asked. One of the Knights Radiant, or at least a surge binder. That's what happened when fighting the Chasm Fiend, and, and that's how she survived the fall. It wasn't me. Either time, it was her. The Stormfather just rumbles. Mm-hmm. Still, he says, what have I done to her? You have killed her. The voice shook everything. It was as if the shaking of the plateau in his own body made the sounds for the voice. No, Kaladin whispered. No. It happened as it once did, the Stormfather said, angry. A human emotion. Kaladin recognized it. Mm-hmm. Men cannot be trusted, child of Tanavast. You have taken her from me, my beloved one. Mm. Whoa. <sighs> Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want to talk about that for a minute? Yeah, let's talk about it. Well, so, Child of Tanabat, okay, so you've taken her away from me, my beloved one. My beloved one almost seems like he's referring to Seal as, like, a partner, a companion, a wife. A child. A, bet- a betrothed, could be a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It was, it just, it just sort of, it felt jealous. It felt very personal. Yeah. Because he's angry. He's showing a human emotion, Mm -hmm. anger, when he says, you have killed her. It had, it happened as it once did. And he says that angrily. Mm -hmm. What do you think he's referring to? As it once did? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. More information to come, I guess. Okay, so Kaladin's not having this, and neither am I. He says, please, how can I fix it? What can I do? It cannot be fixed. She is broken. You are like the ones who came before, the ones who killed so many of those I love. Farewell, son of honor. You will not ride my winds again. Hmm. 
See, that's also depressing. (laughs) Yeah. So again, son of honor, it's like honor. What is honor? Honor is a personification, like a real thing. Is he the son of someone like the father of, of, or sorry, is, is honor in this case, a father like figure? Is it mean, is it being figurative? Like, I know that he has, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, uh, Tien and was, it was his father's name. Liren. Um, Liren. But son of honor it just it sort of sounds like honor could be a personality or something and the or, uh, i would say that the honor is capital h so they're not talking about just yeah. honor they're talking about he's talking about honor as in what the almighty was called the almighty was known as honor right remember son cal said hon- honor is dead but i'll see what i can do Mm-hmm. so you will not ride my winds again. That sucks, man. He, yeah, that's harsh. You know, and he, then he says, no. Yeah. And then Shalon, and then it comes back to Shalon. He collapses back in the alcove. Kellogg's breath, Shalon says, what was that? You saw the face? Yes, it was so vast. I could see stars in it. Stars upon stars. Infinity. Funny how she saw something different. Mm-hmm. Or more detailed. Maybe. She is an artist. Mm-hmm. She does see details. The Stormfather, he says. He reached around beneath him for something that was suddenly glowing. A reach around? The what? The, Sorry. The sphere. That, you the know, sphere. I'm just joking. Just joking. <laughs> That's okay. We can be silly. <laughs> um, he reaches around beneath him, uh, picks up something glowing. It's the sphere, but now it's recharged. Right, because it's out in the Why? storm. Oh yeah, of course. Right, because it, it in the presence of the storm father. The storm. Yeah. <sighs> that was amazing. She whispers, "I need to draw it." Of course, she good, does. Good luck in this rain, and then they get washed. <laughs> they, they get drenched in water. Mm-hmm. My poor drawing, she says. She's holding on to them like it's all she's got left in the world. Mm-hmm. My satchel's waterproof, but I don't know if it's high if it's high storm proofed. He considers confronting her about what he was increasingly sure that she was, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Once they were free, though, there would be time to talk about her being a surge binder or perhaps even a night radiant. Mm -hmm. For now, though, he wanted to think. Though he was still glad for her presence and aware of it more ways than one, pushed against him, wearing the wet, increasingly tattered, dress Mm -hmm. again dude like these two i'm telling you this is intimate language that mr sanderson is doing here some intimate language i think so sill had he really killed her he had heard her weeping earlier hadn't he he tried just out of futile experimentation to pull in some stormlight he kind of wanted shalon to see but it didn't work of course Mm mm-hmm and then the floods. I love reduce. that. They go. I love that he that? he says, you know, he, he kind of wanted Shalon to see him suck in stormlight because now he knows yeah. she can do it, or he su- suspects strongly suspects that she can do it, right? And he wanted her to see he could as well, so that they, they mm-hmm. neither one were alone. And he finally is willing to just be like Sills tried to get him to do this whole time, just be, and he can't mm-hmm. do it anymore. No, he can't do it anymore. It's horrible timing. Not without, not without her. 
Blue Rodeo would have something to say about this. <laughs> I am not. I can't believe it, Sean. I'm not believing in this at all. That 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 Sill is dead. That she's broken. I mean, broken. How do you mean? What do you mean by that? I don't know, dude. I I, I can't accept it. It's kind of like Yasna all over again. I can't. I can't really accept it right now. The flood was done. The river reduced to a trickle. He shifted to move to climb down, but he realized that Shalon had curled up and fallen asleep, and she was snoring softly. You must be the only person to ever fall asleep while outside in a high storm. Mm -hmm. Uncomfortable though he was, he realized he really didn't fancy the idea of climbing down. With his wounded leg, strength sapped, feeling a crushing darkness at what the Stormfather had said about Sil. Mm -hmm. He let himself succumb to the numbness and fell asleep. And that's the chapter. What's your, um, what's your highlight? Oh, you go ahead. I, I named about three or four of them in this chapter. My highlight, um, is that there was so much said, what's one of them? There was so much was said between these two characters and Mm. then they didn't say some of the main things, some of the really Mm. important things. Um, there is stuff that, uh, that Kaladin is still not willing to share. And there's stuff that Shalon's still not really willing to admit to herself even. We know that from Pattern that there's some stuff that she's not willing to confront yet. Right. Um, but so many revelations and then still so much left on the table. It's so funny. But truthfully- That's interesting that you mentioned Pattern because that's, they absolutely share that. He has not told her about Syl. No. She's not bothered to mention anything about Pattern or her capabilities. Right. Right. And it's funny that Syl- um, traditionally in high storm pattern will do that humming thing and he stayed pretty quiet here this whole time. So, you know, thank God, um, that he didn't make any noises cause Cal would be like, why is your dress making that noise? Um, I'm not so sure if we should be thanking God because if, or depends, if it depends on the relationship that this storm father has to God. Right. Right. Because this Stormfather, I don't... You don't trust me. Um, I'm not buying it. My, my, not yet. I mean... My main highlight, though, is that line, the... Um, my my father was a violent, angry man, a murderer. I loved him. I, I think it's mm-hmm. really important to her character to remember that. Even though we just literally read a chapter where she strangled him, mm-hmm. she still loved him. And that's yeah. incredibly sad. What about you? What do you, uh, what do you, what do you really like well, about this chapter? Well, I had a, I had a number of highlights. Um, I think, I think that I, I like the fact that he felt comfortable to tell her so much. Um, then she opened up to him revealing a very big secret mm-hmm. in her life. So I think it's, it's the, it's the, in, I have to say it's the intimacy. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's the two of these characters getting closer and closer. The only thing I, uh, it, you know, it, it's, it's Adolin that yeah. makes it complex. It's, um, but it's more than that. It's also Hellerin. It's what they don't tell each other. Right. It's those little things that are getting left on the table, right? Yeah. There's so much that they're and, talking, and not talking about. It will continue to be a... Uh, a roadblock in the two of them getting closer, e- whether it is romantic or whether it is um, a deep friendship as, as friends. Yeah. You, you, you will invariably have to confront those things. I, I, I do want to say that 
um, too many times in popular culture, you know, books, TV shows, movies, what have you, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. there's always two, a, a, a male character and a female character it can never just be friends. There's always this romantic right. tension, this sexual tension in sure. the background. They can never be friends. And I, I've always been one to want a platonic, a deep platonic friendship. Sure. And right. for me, loving Adolin, when I first read this series, my reaction mm-hmm. to this is, God, I hope Kaladin and Shallan never fall in love. Right. Right. You know, Adeline is amazing and I just want Cal. He is. To have a friend for fuck's sakes, to have like a deep connection with someone who's friendly, who knows exactly what he's going through because she's gone through similar things. Like uh, for me, I hope for them that they, they, that they're just the best of friends. Right. I, and I, I actually couldn't agree more. The, the only thing that is present is the language. So for sure, Brandon, Mr. Sanderson sure. is putting that in intentionally mm-hmm. as suggestive text. For sure. And I mean, and now is it, is it a false flag? It, it could be, mm-hmm. um, it, it could go the way that you're saying mm-hmm. that, you know, they could be just, they're, they're going to be very, um, well, I, I guess very, very, very close and good friends. Mm-hmm. Th- and that's the way that it could go, but it could go another way. Absolutely. And, and it's funny because we, we, we have to consider the POV in this chapter. Mm-hmm. It's Cal's POV here. It's what he's yeah. feeling, what he's noticing. So maybe the language mm-hmm. is geared towards just how he's feeling in this moment. How and Shalon's feeling, not yeah. feeling that way because we don't know her right. POV, but we did right. get her POV last chapter with the two of them. Mm-hmm. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, he's, He's very ruggedly good looking and he's good looking, passionate yeah. and he's, so mm-hmm. the language was there for her side too. So, right. um, I'm yeah. not, you know, if these two characters end up together, I'm not going to be uh, uh, distraught. I just really like it when, no. um, a trope like that is subverted I agree with you. and, yeah. and friendship is important too. Men and yeah. women can be friends without having sex or emotions involved. Right. I mean, emotions mm-hmm. are involved, but you know what I mean? Romantic feelings. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. do we want to talk about the picture first before we, uh, um, end this chapter? Uh, we can, I did, I, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it depicts the, the chasm fiend that I'm assuming that they just encountered. Yes. Um, side, a side view, a nice, a really nice side view. Uh, shot of it and then also i think it does another um another chasm fiend at the far right on the bottom i think it's the same one but it's like a a side angle oh is it yeah because it shows the scale of the figure at the far left so it's just it's absolutely massive and then at the top here there's a little script i'm guessing Mm -hmm. shallan wrote this which means i'm guessing ben mcsweeney probably did this because i think he's one of the people that do most of the drawings in the stormlight archives so big up to ben mcsweeney um are Are these these the same spren go ahead yeah as those i saw with the sky eels in carbranth what is the connection yeah, and, and we know that Shalon makes that comment in the actual chapter is like, I think I've seen yeah. those spren before. Right. So yeah, interesting. With the sky eels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Chapter 75, mm-hmm. True Glory. It is true. True Glory. Um, this chapter, 
has not really answered <laughs> any of my questions. Um, clearly, mm -hmm. I'll say that. Okay. Um, pattern does say a lot of really, really interesting things, which yeah. is super exciting. We're going to have and to really discuss this because I think that uh, some of these questions that you feel went unanswered actually mm -hmm. might have some information in there once we break it apart. Okay, well, let's maybe you can help me out with it because there, I, yeah, I read it is. and I and I got excited because I'm like, okay, you see there, like there's evidence that spren are eternal or that they don't really die, like mm -hmm. which is kind of what I'm feeling. I'm trying to keep the hope alive for still, <laughs> right? But but uh, but then again, it, it was kind of again, it wasn't clear. No, it's definitely um, not clear. It's not clear, and so I was like, well, I don't really know where I well, stand on well, that. Well, hopefully, but there when were some we go other... through it, we can. Um, not just think about what the words are that, uh, pattern is saying, but kind mm. of try to inform ourselves with all the other things that we've learned over the course of almost two books now to see mm. if we can kind of, I don't know, pick apart what he's said and see if we can make more sense of it. Well, this begins with only one line, one cryptic line, as opposed to before. Yeah. The Cosmere itself may depend upon our restraint. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm thinking the word the Cosmere refers to things beyond Roshar. Absolutely. And I mean you you are so, well aware of this word. It's not the first time it's come I'm, up. I'm aware of the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've so, talked a bit about of what it means and it's the you know in in the world of Roshar in the Stormlight archives has kind of a, a meaning that we're not fully sure yet, but we know that right. outside of the, 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 the novels in our world, the Cosme refers to all the works that Sanderson has written in the same universe. Like a universe. Yeah. Exactly. Whether that's, the Cosmere that's the way I, in I the books it, means the universe itself inside the books. I don't mm -hmm. think that that's been made plain for, to us in these two books yet, but you know right. that outside it, it means just a collective <laughs> work. It's like saying MCU or something, right? It's like mm -hmm. everything that's connected in this one universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, we start out with Dalinar um, and, and Amaram, which is, again, always kind of tense-filled for me. Mm -hmm. It's it's just an, an immediate, like, what is Dalinar doing with this guy? Right. It's complicated, like we've talked about before, his, I think that Facebook Dalinar is, is playing. complicated. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess yeah, his Facebook status. Well, my Facebook status, I guess, is complicated with regards to these two characters. But I think that Dalinar is playing him. You think that's, so? That's what, well, that's what I hope. Well, there is my a little evidence that Dalinar, that with this whole Borden thing comes up again, remember? Well, that's what we were talking about before in right. previous chapters was mm. I was like, well, is he playing him along, trying to mm. get him to do something or commit to something that gives Dalinar maybe an opening mm -hmm. to do something about the Amaram problem? Like perhaps, perhaps Kaladin, Kaladin's r raising his concerns about Amaram. Perhaps that hasn't fallen on deaf ears. Right. Like with Al Dalinar. Kaladin thinks, right? Kaladin thinks he, that right. the investigation's over and done with, but maybe not. So it would be, dude, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. It would be such a great gift for Kaladin if that were so, where right. Dalinar took it upon himself to take care of Amaram mm -hmm. 
and he needed to keep it from Kaladin in order to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be. It says a lot when not only does this man save you at the plateau, but then he saves both of your sons in an absolute overwhelming odds in the dueling ring. And you yeah. are automatically going to think this guy's lying. Look at the honor he's shown. You think he's going to lie about something like this? Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there is that glimmer. I mean, I'm, tr- I'm reaching here. I know I'm trying to find it in the text. The only, th- there is one little clue in here that I'll, I'll highlight in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's Amaram addressing Dalinar and Amaram says, at least speak with him, Dalinar. His cloak of the night's radiant billowed behind him. I really like this description of Amaram having this like masterful cloak. Mm-hmm. It 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 uh, not quite like Darth Vader or anything like that. More like um, elegant, kingly, royal. Um, you know, just uh, I, I guess beautiful is how I'm imagining right. this this, uh, this I, cloak. I, I see it as a symbol of silliness, like. Okay. Like okay. putting on this cloak <laughs> is going to make you a knight's radiant. We've literally right. seen two characters go through hell to yeah. become what they are, which is not necessarily knight's radiance yet. They are on a path. Right. They are going through their journey towards mm-hmm. this end. And all Amram has to do is just clasp a couple of corners on his lapel. And now he's a knight's radiant. <laughs> like, I think it's I think really it, funny. I think... I think what it might speak to is that just because you wear a certain thing doesn't mean that you are that thing. Right. It's like the shiny breastplate thing we talk about all the time, right? Mm. E- bad men who wear shiny breastplates. Who wear shiny breastplates. Yeah. Um, so the cloak, they, they're inspecting the lines of troops that are loading up the wagons um, just before the trip out onto the Shattered Plains. So this is Dalinar's expedition. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says... Amram says again, come to an accommodation with Sadius before you leave, please. So he's after Dalinar to make arrangements with Sadius to right. come come to terms before this expedition. Mm-hmm. Dalinar, Navani, and, Amar, and Amram are together. They pass by a group of spearmen that are getting into place with their battalions. There's a lot of like excitement amongst the people here. The Kremlings are, sc- are scuttling around. The men and women appear excited. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an interesting disposition for everyone to be in for this expedition considering that they should be aware that this is a supposed final confrontation yeah and it's also kind of like a suicide mission like well you know it, what I mean? it could be it well, could be from what we know we know it's definitely yeah. not going to go well for them because there's a army of crazy red-eyed lightning storm form. storm form that are waiting right. for them but mm-hmm. even th- if without them knowing that they know that traveling to the middle of the Shattered Plains is going to be really difficult, but there seems to be, at I least know. they're doing something, right? Like there's an excitement in the air. I suppose maybe that's just it, is that they believe in Dalinar and um, they're going forward with this plan. Maybe maybe that's it, that the most exciting thing to the to these people involved in this is that um, this... this arrangement this this six-year-long war is finally coming to an end mm-hmm. we, we are going to have a conclusion an ending to this chapter once and for all mm-hmm. i think it's kind of important right. to remember too that all of dalinar's visions have been made public so if yeah all of yeah. his people truly believe in him they might think right. that he they're on a divine path as well right visions from the almighty Ooh. right yeah you know what though i kind of don't like that spin that you just said because then Ooh. that leads to 
Maybe it's a little, little propagandist. It's a little maybe like you're you're inciting. But if they already if they believe and, in him, then maybe they're like, wow, yeah. we're really doing something important here. He's even yeah. getting visions from God. Right now so you've got know. me shaking, shaking a little bit here. Okay, well I already was shaken. Now I'm, uh, I'm no, shaking. I'm now I'm now I'm stirred. Now I'm stirred and shaken. Um, last night's highest storm was the final one before this weeping. The weeping would begin now. Um, it provides. I like this. It says, "Wet though it would be, it provided a window, safety from storms. Time to strike out." He planned to leave by midday. I like this little phrase here. It provided a window. What I'm curious about is whether that will be a thing to think about in the resolution of this weeping. Mm-hmm. Does the weeping provide a window? And if if so, what do we see through it? Or I don't know. I, I just stopped on that and I thought about that. I, I may, may make me think of the shutters that they fasten to the house right. in Yakaved. Window, shutters, a storm coming. There's definitely some some imagery here. I think, I think so as well. Amram says, Dalinar, will you talk to him? Careful, Dalinar thinks. Don't make any judgments just yet. This had to be done with precision. At his side was Navani. He had shared his plans regarding Amram with her. Mm-hmm. And that's my clue. So you're right. There is, he's got something brewing here. He's shared his plans with Amram. What to do? About him? Yeah, with Navani. Someone who he completely trusts, obviously. Let's hope that's well placed. Oh, lay off. Has she not won you over yet? Really? Still? I really... The highlight of this chapter is when she embraces Shallan. There you go. There you go. So that's my my highlight of this chapter. However... (laughs) I'm still a nervous Nelly. I, I, you know, Brandon but that's, Sanderson. That's a big has, point in her in, in her favor for you, right? Is this like she's finally come around? Let's get to that well, later. Let's get to that later. Okay, let's get okay. to that later. But I, I reserve the whole. It could be duplicitous. Okay, you know what? It, it could Book be. Book ten comes out. Navani ends up like <laughs> becoming the new Almighty or something. She like you know ends up like saving the entire Cosmere, and Jack's like, meh, not sure about her. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if i like her not sure if um, she's no. the hero here look, look at i've already told you all the things that i do like about her i just yeah, I want know. them to be i'm just real and her. true and genuine yeah, that's yeah. that's my concern it's okay. my job to poke the bear so okay, okay. fine <laughs> um so don't pa- don't make judgments he would share he had shared his plans with amram with Navani, Dalinar begins to speak, but then there are horns that are that sound in the camps that interrupt him. This is perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Um, a chrysalis has been spotted. Dalinar counts the rhythms of these horns, which place the location, and he says that it's too far. Who is on the schedule for today's runs? He asks. High Prince Sabariel and Royon, sir, the scribe says. Dalinar grimaces. Sabariel never sent troops. And Royon was too slow. Mm-hmm. Send the signal flags to tell those two that the Gemhard is too far out to try for it. We'll be marching for the Parshendi camp later today, and I can't have some of our troops splitting off and running for a Gemhard. I like this here. The, atten- the, the attendant rushes away to call off the plateau run. Which part? I, I like the part where he thinks he made these orders as if all the troops in the the war camps were going to obey the call to go out, even though he knows more than likely they're not going to. 
Like, right. like Sabario was probably not going to come with him, and he's like, uh, he had hoped no. for Royon, but probably not. So, like, he made right. the he made this, you know, like these orders as if, oh, they're definitely we don't want I don't want those guys out there doing that. I want them with me. Like, they're going to really obey him. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Sadius won't like a gem heart being left unharvested. Amram says. When he hears you've called off the run, he'll send his own troops for it. Mm-hmm. Sadius will do as he wishes, regardless of my intervention. Dalinar says. Mm-hmm. Each time you allow him to disobey openly, it drives a wedge between him and the throne. Amram takes Dalinar's arm and says, We have bigger problems than you and Sadius, my friend. Yes, he has betrayed you. Yes, he likely will again, but we can't afford to let the two of you go to war. The Voidbringers are coming. <laughs> How can you be certain of that, Amram? Instinct. You gave me this title, this position, Dalinar. I can feel something from the Stormfather himself. I know that a disaster is coming. Alethkar needs to be strong. That means you and Sadius working together. Okay, what do you think about all this? I I don't know. I mean, again, th- this, this for me is too cloudy for me to work through. Um instinct you gave me this title this position i can feel something it sounds like i i think that on the surface of it i believe what amram is saying right he's saying like the it, perfect words or whatever right he he is and so if it's if it's a con it's a very very good one mm-hmm. um but i almost feel like he believes it you know he's wearing the cloak he feels like he's a part of this now it's like yeah. he's been drawn into this lore of this story almost right. like he wants to be a a, a key um character in yes, this story that's exactly my point so the couple of things yeah. i want to talk about here in this is okay. one so each he's, time he's you playing dis- dress up yeah he's he's, he's mr he's, dress up he's that the, the line about elokar he's wearing his father's clothing right he's dressing up yes. in his father's clothing that that metaphor rings true for me for amram he's right. trying to be the most honorable person around mm-hmm. even though he's mm-hmm. not he's pretending right he says each time you allow him to disobey openly it drives a wedge between him and the throne talking and the throne. about about sadius sadius isn't, isn't yeah. that what we want don't we want to drive a wedge between him and well, the throne no, we but, don't want him that's, near the throne but that's not what he's indicating here what he is saying to dalinar his friend is he's saying we need the two of you to unite. Right, right. We need we need his his support and his his armies and his princedom and, for sure. And that's what but is that's so what wonderful we want. about we but want that's what's there to so be a wonderful between... about that advice with with unite them. Right. That's that's what's so that's wonderful true. about those two words is that you, the reader, get to try to like Infer. think about what mm-hmm. what does that mean? Right. You know, like wh- couldn't it mean that that Sadius and Dalinar should unite? Maybe. That, could th- mean that. that that solves, you know, many of the problems th- that they're going to face. <laughs> the other thing here is that um, uh, uh, Amram's like, you gave me this title, this position, Dalinar. I can feel something from the Stormfather himself. Oh, oh, you're feeling something from the Stormfather now too? Yeah. It's come out right. that Dalinar's literally getting visions from potentially the Almighty. And you're saying, oh, the Stormfather is communicating with me as well. Like, fuck off. Don't try, don't try to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, I mean, it... it it sounds like a man who is passionate about these happenings mm-hmm. and he wants so he wants very to badly to be right. He mm-hmm. wants to be a part of it. He's placing himself, I think, in, in the path of the storm 
but I think instead of being carried with it, he's going to be swept away. Right. That's what I. That's my prediction. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I find it so um, funny. It's it, it it's really hilarious. Dalinar shakes his head. No, the opportunity for Sadius to work with me has long since passed. The road to, to unity in Alethkar is not at the table of negotiation. It's out there, across the plateaus. Mm-hmm. And then it even repeats that line, unite them. Right. And again, what does that mean? Are we talking Parshendi and Alethkar? Are we talking, are we talking the high Parshman and Parshendi? Mm-hmm. The high princes? Do like, we, are we talking about uniting the, uh, the surge binders? Are we talking about yeah, uniting... Yeah, the Knights Radiant. Are we talking about uniting the actual plateaus in the Shattered Plains so that they're whole? Are we talking Not about shattered. uniting... yeah. Uniting peanut butter and jelly? Because, you know, they're fucking awesome together. Well, maybe if peanut butter had been on that bread, we wouldn't have had such a problem. <laughs> maybe. With, with the jam alone, right? It's peanut butter is you, like a natural antidote them. to all poisons. Don't we know that? If you go just jam, <laughs> you end up you end up dying. <laughs> I hope we make bread, bread and jam jokes like the whole time, like all through all 10 books. I just really hope so. Sadius wants you to try this expedition, Amram. Or sorry, Amram says he's certain that you will fail. And when I do not, he will lose all credibility. You don't even know where you'll find the Parshendi. What are you going to do? Just, just wander out there until you run across them? Yes. Madness, Dalinar says. You you appointed me to this position, an, Im- an impossible position, mind you, with the charge to be a light to all nations. I'm finding it hard to even get you to listen to me. Why should anyone else? I, I have to it, go, Amram. I think that someone should call the wambulance for Amram here, I think, maybe. Well, I, I actually... Uh, it's funny how you're seeing this as so silly and, and mocking and everything. I'm actually not interpreting it that way at all i just i feel that i feel that he either genuinely thinks that this is a bad idea um and he wants a i guess a reunion of the old days i i mean in fact it might even be you know that he wants the black thorn maybe maybe right Mm -hmm. I, i don't know i mean He's, he's just very like passionate. <laughs> I have to go, Amram. The answers are out there, not here. It's like we walked all the way to shore and then huddled here, huddled there for years, peering out at the water, but afraid to get wet. And he says, enough. He's done. So uh, Dalinar is done talking about this. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to have to give away authority and let it stay given, Dalinar. I don't like that line. Mm-mm. He doesn't even like it. You can't hold it all, pretending you aren't in charge, but then ignore orders and advice as if you were. Mm-hmm. The words slapped Dalinar hard. They were problematically truthful. Right. What of the matter I assign to you, Dalinar asks? Borden, you mean? So far as I can tell, his story checks out. I really think that the madman is only raving about having had a shard blade. It's patently ridiculous that he might have actually had one. And then they're interrupted again. Right. So what do you make of, uh, what do you make of that with this, uh, is, is Amaram trying to get Dalinar to not go to save him? To not go on the Shattered Plains? On the expedition. No, absolutely not. 
I don't think he gives a damn about that. I think okay. he's trying to uh, politically maneuver Amaran- uh, uh, Sadius and Dalinar together. I mean, remember, even though uh, Amaram ha- is a shard bearer now and he's above mm-hmm. all that stuff, his liege lord is Sadius. Right. His high prince is Sadius. Just because right. he's friendly with Dalinar and they were friends for a long, long time before the, you know, the, uh, uh, Alethi, um, um, empire, a kingdom was formed, um, doesn't mean any, anything practically. Amram is still a liege lord of Amram. So, or of Sadius, I mean. Hmm. But I do like this thing with Borden. So far as I can tell, his ch- uh, his story checks out. I really think that the madman is only raving about having a shard blade. It did not sound like that when Shalon was in the room. When mm-hmm. when Amaram was confronted with that story. Yeah, that's and right. he really wanted to find this cachet mm-hmm. of shard blades. Right. Right. So it did not. He's, oh, it was nothing. And it didn't sound because like Because he nothing. wants to benefit. Yeah. He wants to benefit from the cash of, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Yeah. This is two different That's Amarans a fair point. Here. Yeah. Yeah, so. you're right. He is deceiving. That's mm-hmm. that's a good catch. I didn't quite... I didn't think on that enough. That's great. Well, the that's chapters awesome. are so far apart that if you were just reading it normally, you might not yeah. even think of it, right? No, But because of this not. is a reread for me and kind of a reread for you too as you're rereading mm-hmm. the chapter right away, um, sure. it's it's handy for me to point these things out because, I mean, totally. ultimately, you're no, probably not going to read this series again for a very long time. I I never would have caught that. I I that's I love that. That's, fa- that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Bright Lord, a young woman... In a narrow skirt and uh, silk leggings comes up the plateau. Yes, Dalinar says, Sadius is sending out troops. No, sir, the woman says. No, I mean, he came out of the chasms. Who? Stormblast. And so I've got good. goosebumps again. <laughs> and literally, yeah, like, I've read it so, so many times. Good. But yeah, it's awesome. We get a scene change here. Dalinar runs the entire way. I don't he know drove, why. He, but I love that. Wow. Dalinar yeah, me ran too. the entire Runs. way. Like yeah. he couldn't believe it. Like he was going to be reunited with a lost I, loved one or something. Yeah, that's, that's more how I take it. Is it's, more like, it's more like father to son or, you know, that kind of a relationship, I guess. But it's so cool that, yeah. that he runs. Draws closer to the triage pavilion. Um, he had trouble getting through the crowd because there was a, a sea of cobalt blue uniforms blocking the path. <laughs> but, but once they recognize Dalinar, they salute and the blue parted like waters. That's a nice little it's biblical really story great. reference there thrown in. Yeah. I like that. Um, and there he was, Kaladin, ragged. His hair was matted in snarls. His face was scratched. He sat on a triage table and had removed his uniform coat. Kaladin looks towards Dalinar and then moved to pull himself to his feet. Soldier, don't, Dalinar says. But Kaladin didn't listen. Mm-hmm. He hauled himself off of the table, using a spear to support his bad leg. Remember, he still doesn't he have get... any stormlight here. He hasn't healed his leg. His right? leg is still No, he's fucked. in a completely weakened position, yeah. but he had, he had to salute him. He had to stand up. Mm-hmm. I love that, too. Yeah. It's duty, it's right? so great. Duty and honor. Sir, Kaladin, uh, Kaladin says, exhaustion spren puffing around him. How? Dalinar says, you, you fell into a chasm. 
I fell face first, sir. <laughs> and fortunately, I'm particularly hard-headed. Awesome. So Dalinar just can't believe it. Yeah. He says, I'm sorry, sir. I don't really know how I survived. Some spren were involved, we think. Anyway, I hiked back through the chasms. I had a duty to see to. Farther into the triage tent, Dalinar saw something. He, noticed, he notices Shalandavar, a tangled, a tangle of red hair and ripped clothing. I also like it that they're surrounded by surgeons yeah. and uh, things like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's nice. It's awesome. One future daughter-in-law, Kaladin says, delivered safe and sound. Sorry about the damage done to the packaging. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a high storm, Dalinar says. We really wanted to get back before that, Kaladin says, but we ran into some troubles along the way, I'm afraid. You know how everyone kept saying there was a chasm fiend prowling about in the nearby chasms? Yes. Kaladin lifts the remnants of his coat, revealing a massive green gemstone. The gem heart shone with a powerful inner light. So, yeah, Kaladin says, taking the gem heart and tossing it to Dalinar's feet, we took care of that for you, sir. In the blink of an eye, glory spren replaced exhaustion spren. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't be so melodramatic, Bridgman, Shallan says. Bright Lord Dalinar, we found the beast already dead and rotting in the chasm. We survived the high storm by climbing up its back to a crack in the side of the plateau where we waded out the rains. We could only get the gem heart out uh, because the thing was half rotten al already. Yes, Kaladin says, that's what happened. So it's interesting that she jumps in with a... Well, a there has to be, like, if this. you're going to kill, a, if you're going to say you killed the Chasm Fiend, which they did, how, how were you able to do that? Right? Again, what this really says is that neither, neither Kaladin nor Shallan are ready to show their cards to Dalinar. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what this means. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. That they're allowed to be careful. Yeah. That this line yeah. here, he says, he was a far worse liar than she was. So yeah. he could tell she was lying and could tell that he was lying. Right. I want to, I want to point something out here. We've had a conversation right. before about how mm -hmm. easy it would be for investigators to be able mm -hmm. to investigate things and ask people questions because a lot of times spren give away your emotions. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. would not have had glory spren appear if they had just found a carcass that they were easily able to get the gem heart out. His glory spren appeared when he thought right, of how they defeated the chasm fiend. I wonder if that's a power where you can hide, you can like display, I suppose, spren when it's not, you know, like as a lie, guess, genuine. Like a, yeah. Hmm. Like if people can that do sounds that. Like it, like, that might, that sounds like it would be like a, um, uh, a cryptic nail bond thing like a, a light weaver because it's all about lies right yeah right but either way i love this part because yeah. it gets back to what we talked about before about how spren literally they, they give tell. away your lies you're like no right. i didn't do that and then glory spren appear oh maybe so dalinar you... probably picks up on the right. subtlety of that right. i'm guessing that's that's a great point mm -hmm. okay cool um navani gasps when she sees shalon and then runs to her yeah she fusses and bustles about Shalon, wrapping her in a blanket, covering up her exposed skin, sending a runner to prepare a warm bath and meal. Dalinar is smiling. <laughs> Navani is ignoring 
Shallan's protests of, of being pampered like this, the mother axe hound had finally emerged. Mm-hmm. Shallan was apparently no longer an outsider, but one of Navani's clutch, and Chana helped the man or woman who stood between Navani and one of her own. Yeah. So this is the so, moment where she accepts her into I the like family. I like this. Yeah. As long as it's legitimate and real, <laughs> I love this moment. As long as Navani isn't trying to underhandedly do anything. I love this moment. Yeah. I do. I love this moment. The only thing I can think of going back to my old silliness with questioning everything is that Shalon has survived this collapse. Navani knows it. Mm-hmm. Navani is intelligent. Navani might know how Shalon survived. That's and it's I, and it's because I'm willing to believe and it's because that. of that power because of that power that's what brings Shalon into the fold. Okay, okay, I'm willing to humor that because this is the second time Shalon has survived near death. First with the sinking of right. the boat, now this collapse right, of the bridge. Now this. So yeah, there's a, a pattern emerging here. Mm, oh, did you see what I did there? I took a word mm. that means one thing and made it another thing. Or actually means mm. the same thing that it means, but it also means another thing. Sir, Kaladin says, the soldiers are gathering supplies, the battalion's forming up. Your expedition? You needn't worry, soldier. I couldn't hardly expect you to guard me in your state. Sir, Kaladin says, Brightness Shallan found something out there, something that you need to know. You must talk to her before you set out. I'll do so, Dalinar says. Dalinar steps closer, leaning in towards Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Your men waited for you, Stormblessed. They skipped meals, pulled triple shifts. I half think they've, they'd have sat out here at the head of the chasms through the high storm itself if I hadn't intervened. They are good men, sir, says Kaladin. It's more than that. They knew you would return. What is it they understand about you that I don't? I love this mm-hmm. moment. And then it's they, and then they lock great... eyes, right? Kaladin they lock eyes. eyes. I've been searching for you, haven't I, Dalinar says, all this time without seeing it. No, sir. Maybe once, but I'm just what you see and not what you think. I'm sorry. I like how he says, maybe once. Right. Yeah, this is... <laughs> this, see, again, this, this is cryptic for me because the next line is, Dalinar grunted, inspecting Kaladin's face. He had almost thought, but perhaps not. Like, may, he thought, maybe he's a Knight Radiant, uh, but maybe not. It, yeah, it, it, there's, there, <laughs> there's just, there's more to this. I, 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 I wish I knew what, what it all was meaning, but yeah. uh, I don't. Um, give him anything he wants or needs, Dalinar says. To the surgeons, this man is a hero, again. Yeah, I love that so line. He, what? <laughs> this he's a man hero is a again? hero again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the third time. Um, but where had Amaram gone exactly? The man had been here just a few minutes ago. The palanquin arrived to take Shallan away, and Dalinar decided to follow to find out just what it was that Kaladin said that this girl knew. So a couple of things and, here. Where do you think Amaram went? I'll say one thing. Away from Kaladin. Mm-hmm. That's what I think too. I think he was like, "Oh fuck, this guy." All right, I better, I better get out of here. Right, the guy that can kill a shard bearer mm-hmm. without a shard blade. The guy that can kill a shard bearer. The guy that can single-handedly save 
everybody on the plateau run. I got right. the guy who can go down without a shard blade and a shard plate and fight four shard bearers, and the guy who can survive the collapse of a, a thing. Yeah, I better leave. I'm and the guy who did not kill still. Right. That's true too. Yeah. So uh, here's that's a good, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, here's a good question. Um, do you think that if things had been okay between Syl and Kaladin in this moment mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. come back and Dalinar says, are you what I've been searching for? Do you think Kaladin says yes? No. You think he still hides it? Yep, I do. I think because that he, I don't, I think he tells Shalon about it in the chasms. Like, I think that they remember he said, I wanted to show her that I could suck up Stormlight. He, he, yeah, I, I think that those two shared a meeting of the minds. Mm -hmm. It could have had a lot to do with the fact that they were facing a high storm and a chasm yeah, fiend. For sure. And, and death really could have been imminent. Yeah, trauma bonds for um, sure, right? So, exactly. So, that could have been it. But I, I feel that they shared uh, a moment and they were open with each other, but I don't think that it extends to Dalinar yet. Right. I mean, I think that there's a, a, a kernel inside of, of Kaladin that wants to believe in Dalinar, but Dalinar still has to go, I think, another step or maybe two before Kaladin will just be. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is this resolution with Amram. Right. That's that's my guess. Cool. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for you to find out about everything. Like I can't. Every time you have these 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 thoughts and questions, it just it makes me more excited for the future. I just can't wait. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, I let's let's hope that it. <laughs> I don't know. Let's let's hope. So we pivot POVs here. We go to Shalon. It's one hour later. Yep. Shalon is snuggling. In a nest of warm blankets, her wet hair from the bath, smelling of flowered perfume, wearing one of Navani's dresses. Navani's sudden affection was unexpected. Hmm. But Shalon would accept it. Yeah. The bath was glorious. She felt clean, warm, and safe. I think that's a nice uh, touch there. She felt safe. Mm -hmm. She has all the, all the comforts back of a... Of a woman, I guess, highborn, if you yeah. will. She says safe for the first time in what seemed like an eternity. An eternity, yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to point out, too, that she's wearing Navani's clothes. Mm -hmm. And this metaphor that we just talked about, wearing your father's clothes, dressing up in your father's right. clothes. Mm -hmm. Technically, if Shalon were to marry Adeline and Navani is... She'd be a daughter-in-law. She would be a daughter-in-law to Navani. So there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a thing here with this metaphor, again, with wearing your parents' clothes, right? Mm-hmm. You can't take her, Dalinar. Navani's voice came from pattern. She didn't feel, this is Shalon, Shalon did not feel a moment's guilt for mm -hmm. sending pattern to spy on Dalinar and Navani yeah. while she bathed. So pattern is like recording and repeating this conversation back to her. It's Amazing. so cool. It's so awesome. In Dalinar's voice, pattern says, this map, and then I guess in Navani's voice, she can draw you a better map and you can take it. She can't draw what she hasn't seen, Navani. She'll need to be there with us to draw out the center of the pattern on the plains once we penetrate in that direction. Something else. Someone else. Or someone else. Nobody else has to be... Sorry, nobody else has been able to do this, Dalinar says. Four years and none of our scouts or cartographers saw the pattern. If we're going to find the Parshendi, I'm going to need her, I'm sorry. Shalon winced. 
she was not doing a very good job of keeping her drawing ability hidden. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true. She said this a couple of times. She let it back, cat out of the bag Kaladin. With, with Kaladin. And now with the, the, the two of them, soon enough, mm-hmm. all of the Colin army is going to know that it's her that made these maps, the scribes, mm-hmm. the scholars, all that stuff. So yeah, she's not doing a good job of this, but you know what? You got to do what you got to do. She just got back from that terrible place, Navani's voice says. I won't let a similar accident occur. She will be safe. Unless you all die. Navani says, unless this entire expedition is a disaster, then everything will be taken from me again. Mm. Now, I want to point out that she says everything will be taken from me again. Yeah, because she's not going out there. She's staying no, I know. here. It's, yeah. Right? Okay. Like her, her, um, the, the, the person she's in love with, Dalinar, who's, you know, she's had a, a pining for forever. Her, her nephews, her daughter's I dead. Know. Her newfound daughter, like daughter replacement is going out. I'm only pointing it out because it's a, it's a me right. uh, concern. That's. Okay. I feel, I feel like I'm Navani's lawyer sometimes. Like, I feel like my <laughs> client does not need to hear this from you, sir. He held her at this point and whispered some things I did not hear. From there, they got very close and made some interesting noises. I can reproduce them if you... No, Shalon says, too private. <laughs> very well, Pattern says. <laughs> so do you think they like, so were we just like know, making out? We or? don't know exactly what kind of moves. I, I, there was something happening. Maybe Shalon, they did it. Like, maybe Pattern they... seemed to be very eager to reproduce the sounds, but Nav- Shalon's like, nope, that's okay. It's yeah, private. So. Maybe Navani got her, her freak on. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I need to go with them, Shalon says. I need you to complete this, the map of the Shattered Plains and find some way to correlate it with the ancient ones of Stormseat. Mm-hmm. It was the only way to find the Oath Gate. Assuming that this Oath Gate was not destroyed in whatever shattered the plains. Right. And if I do find it, will I even be able to open this gate? Only the Knights Radiant were said to be able to open the pathway. Mm-hmm. Pattern, pattern, she says, I'm not a Radiant, right? I don't think so, he says. Not yet. There is more to do, I believe, though I cannot be certain. How can you not know? I was not me when the Knights Radiant existed. Mm-hmm. It is complex to explain. I have always existed. We are not born as men are, and we cannot truly die as men do. So there's my little nugget. Nuggets! For, for um, patterns are eternal, as is fire, as is the wind. There's another little clue for me. Yeah. He's not saying honor as, spren are eternal, though. Just, just uh Well, lit- I know, but as are, all, as are all spren. As are all spren, yeah. Right. Yet I was not in this state. I was not aware. Mm-hmm. You were a mindless spren, Shalon asks, like the ones that gather around me when I draw? Less than that, Pattern says. I was everything, in everything. I cannot explain it. Language is insufficient. I would need numbers. Well, surely there are others among you, though, Shalon says. Older cryptics who were alive back then? No, Pattern says. 
none who experienced the bond. Right. Not a single one? She asks. All dead, All dead, Pattern says. To us, this means they are mindless, as a force cannot truly be destroyed. These old ones are patterns in nature now, like cryptics unborn. We have tried to restore them. It does not work. Mm, perhaps if their knights still lived, something could be done. So what do you think about that? That's a really important uh, little set of paragraphs here. Well, it seems like there is a intrinsic bond between the knights and these spren. Right. And that's what Sorry, go ahead. And and just whenever they die, when spren die, there's mm-hmm. nothing that can be done for them. But the one caveat here that ca- mm-hmm. that pattern is saying is that perhaps if their knights still lived, something could be done. These right. old these old cryptics, these old spren that existed way back when that died, maybe something could ha- be done for them if the knights they were bonded to still lived. But these, th- these spren's bonds with their knights happened thousands of years ago. So none of right. those, none of those uh, humans or none of those knights radiants are even alive anymore. Right? Hmm. An entire people all killed, Shalon asks. Not just one people, Pattern says, many. Spren with mines were less plentiful then, and the majorities of several Spren peoples were all bonded. There were very few survivors. The one you call Stormfather lived. Some others. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. The one you, you call Stormfather. He's he just lived, one? Yeah. He didn't He's die. He's just one in, of these... Yeah. But is he one of these peoples or one of these spren? Well, he, the, the, he, it seems to be referring that the Stormfather was one. And remember the Stormfather, um, is the face that Kaladin saw. Right. So Mm -hmm. he survived from back then. And we talked before about how it's, it was possible that maybe the Stormfather was a spren. Kaladin mm-hmm. even might, might have said something in the last chapter mm, about it. Lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the one you call the Stormfather um, lived. Some others, the rest, thousands of us, were killed when the event happened. You call right. it the recreants. The recreants. So we talked a little bit about this before. Let me just quote yeah. here the last chapter that we covered. It happened mm-hmm. as it once did, the Stormfather said angrily. Mm-hmm. Men cannot be trusted, child of Tanavast. You have taken her from me, my beloved one. And then he says, it cannot be fixed. She is broken. You are like the ones who came before, the ones who killed so many of those I love. So... This could mm. be referring to the same moment, this event, right. the recreants, which we saw in Dalinar's vision at Feverstone Keep when all those Knights Radiant give, gave up their, their blades and their shards. Their blades and, and they la- pretty laid much them abandoned down. their oaths. Right. So and that then the people mo- rushed in scrambling right, for and the- and grabbed all their stuff. So it seems like that event, them abandoning the oaths they made, is what resulted in this event killing thousands of Spren. Hmm. 
Because giving up the bond of the blade? Yeah, you went back on your oath. Right. You went back on what you said you would do. You went back on uh, on the oath you made. The You turned your back on the, the bond. Pro- the, the promise? Right. Oh, okay. And that's what killed the spren. It sounds like it. Thousands no of wonder us were you're killed certain. when the event happened. You call it the recreance. So... Shalon says, no wonder you're certain I will kill you. Mm-hmm. It is inevitable, Pattern says. You will eventually betray your oaths, breaking my mind, leaving me dead. But the opportunity is worth the cost. My kind is too static. We always change, yes, but we change in the same way over and over. It is difficult to explain. You, though, you are vibrant. Coming to this place, this world of yours, I had to give up many things. The transition was traumatic. My memory returns slowly, but I am pleased at the chance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So this, I don't know, this kind of seems like he's familiar with the pattern of things, but because she's vibrant, and maybe others are vibrant, that carries with it the potentiality for change? Yeah, they they become... Sill's talked about this before, right? Sill yeah. said, like, I've become so much more than I am being bonded to you, being in this right. place. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, like, almost transforms their personality and or gives them something something new to experience. Only a radiant can open the pathway, says Shalon. But we don't know why or how. Maybe I'll count as enough of a radiant to make it work. Perhaps, Pattern says, or you could progress, become more. There is something more you must do. Words, Shalon asks. You have said the words, Pattern said. You said them long ago. No, it is not words that you lack, it is truth. So you said them long ago. What's he referring to there? The words. That she's already uttered? Yeah, it sounds like these ideals that Kaladin had to say, the first ideal, you know, right. uh, journey before destination, and then the second mm-hmm. ideal, his was um, 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 protect those who cannot protect themselves. Protect themselves, right. right. Um, it sounds like Shalon's already said her words. Uh, we don't know how many. But it sounds like she's no. already said a bunch of her own words, but that's not what she needs to progress. To do next. She needs it's truth. truth. There is, you, oh, there's, I wish I could find it. Hold on. Maybe I can find it really hmm. quickly here. There is a, um, an epigraph that deals with this. Does that like sort of, uh, indicate that pattern is suggesting that Shalon drops the charade, like drops what she is with all the lies like, that, that she needs truth. You know what I mean? Like, is, is he, is he, is he kind of saying to her or suggesting it's not words that you lack, it's truth. Is he saying, give up the veil? Hmm. Like, is he, is he suggesting that, that that's a part of your journey right. that you need to do in order to become? It's possible. Uh, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Um, getting back to this thing here, um, Mm -hmm. it says, um, you said them long ago. It is not words you lack. It is truth. 
And I want to I want to um, f- read you this quote here from chapter 57. It's one of the epigraphs taken from Words of Radiance. It says, Malchin was stymied for though he was inferior to none in the arts of war, he was not suitable for light weavers. He wished for his oaths, oaths to be elementary and straightforward, and yet their spren were liberal. And as to our comprehension in definitions pertaining to this matter, the process included speaking truths as an approach to a threshold of self-awareness that Malchin never could attain. So in order to progress as a light weaver, Malchin needed mm. to be self-aware and own up right. to truths about themselves. And he was never willing to do that. So he never progressed in his light weaving surges. He only ever stayed at the very bottom of, he could never right. level up. The progress. Right. Yeah. So when, level up. so when pattern wonder- says you need truths, not words, you've speaking the words, you need truth to progress. That's what it's referring to is the self-aware truth about oneself. About oneself or about the lies you tell yourself. That's, that's probably more like it. Because like we indicated earlier that that could be how she accepted her father when she, when she killed him, that was accepting a truth. Right. Right. It's a very good point. So maybe that moment for her is when her powers started to increase to start coming back yeah maybe because it was shortly after that she left to go meet yasna and then she started seeing the cryptics again so maybe yeah that's very possible hmm well pattern says you prefer lies that's or, what sorry she, yeah. shallan's mm-hmm. shallan says that to, to pattern you prefer lies he says yes and you are a lie a powerful one however what you do is not just lie, it is truth and lie mixed. Mm -hmm. You must understand both. The door bursts open and in comes Adeline. Yeah. Shallan stood up and smiled. It appears that I have failed properly. He grabs her, embraces her. It was nice to be held. She let herself wrap her arms around him, feeling his muscles, breathing in his cologne. He held her for several heartbeats, not enough. She twisted her neck and forced a kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What do you think of that? Well, she's being forward and cause it's because she wants it. He's, be, he's just, he's being too nice about it. Remember? Like, she just wants to kiss mm-hmm. the guy. Adolin melts into the kiss and did not pull back. He took her head in his hands looking in her eyes and smiled. Mm-hmm. Where were you, she asks. I'm visiting the other high princes, Adolin says. One at a time and delivering father's final ultimatum to join us in this assault or forever be known as those who refuse to see the vengeance pact fulfilled. Father thought giving me something to do would help distract me from, well, you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, he's worried about her. I have pictures to draw for you, Shalon says. I saw a chasm fiend. A dead one, right? Poor thing. Poor thing, Adolin says. Shalon, if you'd seen a live one, you'd surely have been killed. Almost surely, she says. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Yeah. I still can't believe. I mean, you fell. I should have saved you, Shalon. I'm sorry. I ran for father first. You did what you should have. 
no person on that bridge would have had you rescue one of us instead of your father. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I won't let it happen again. Nothing like it. I'll, I'll protect you, Shalon. She, she stiffened. stiffened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this, this might actually be my true highlight of this. It's uh, this really great, eh? Chapter. Her reaction to all this? I, her reaction to the, yeah. I will make sure you aren't ever hurt. I should have realized that, that you could be caught in an assassination attempt uh, intended for father. We'll have to make it so that you are never in that kind of position again. She pulls away from him. Mm-hmm. Shalon, don't worry. They won't get to you. I'll protect you. Don't say things like that, she hisses. What? Just don't. The man who did this, who threw that lever, is, is dead now. Is that what you're worried about? He was poisoned before we could get answers, though we're sure he belonged to Sadius. But you don't need to worry about him. I will worry about what I wish to worry about, Shalon says. I don't need to be protected. And then she repeats, I don't. Mm-hmm. I won't be locked away again, Adeline. Again? That's not important. I appreciate the concern. That's all that matters. But I won't let you, she thinks, or anyone else treat me like a thing to be hidden away. Never, never again. This sounds like Kaladin. It totally does, dude. It totally it's does. It's Kaladin. This is what he said. Never again, never again. Never and again. here she is. Mm-hmm. The, the, the patterns. It's so great, man. With these characters. Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um, Yeah, th- I, I put, it, I put a, a highlight here because I... I like Navani's exuberance, but I I like that, that when she stiffened, it was such a shocking little moment, but again, one that we should have expected because, you know, as you pointed out last time with when she killed her father with the bauble that he had adorned her, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't want to be that. She doesn't no. want to be that, that person that's protected and, and the and jewel of House Devar, the jewel of House Devar, like she, she doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. And she, and even though she's getting close to certain characters, she will roundly reject them all mm-hmm. um, to protect this uh, component of, of herself, I guess, of her identity. Um, Dalinar opens the door into his study and Navani passes through. Navani looks serene, her face a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put a little highlight there. Yeah. I have somewhat a different request to make of you, says Dalinar. And he calls her child. Right. Anything you wish, Bright Lord, Shalon says, but I do wish to make a request of you in turn. <laughs> this is great. What, what is it? Dalinar asks. I need to accompany you on your expedition. Dalinar smiles and looks over to Navani. Right. And then, Nav- and then Shalon thinks when she looks at Navani, she realizes, I can't even read what she's thinking. That would be a useful skill to learn. Mm-hmm. Shalon says, I believe that the ruins of an ancient city are under the Shattered Plains. Yasna was searching for them, so then must I. This expedition will be dangerous, Navani says. You understand the risks, child. Yes. One would think, Navani says, that considering your recent ordeal, you would wish for a time of shelter. I wouldn't say things like that. Uh, to her aunt. She's, uh, to Zaydlin, This I love this line. Yeah. She's kind of funny about them. That's funny. Um, it's not a matter of humor, Shalon says. I have a duty. Then I shall allow it, Dalinar says. And your request of me, Shalon asks. 
This map, Dalinar says, Navani's scholars say this is as accurate as any map we have. You can truly expand on this? Deliver a map of the entire Shattered Plains? Yes, she says, but Bright Lord, might I make a suggestion? Please speak. Leave your parchment behind in the war camp. I cannot accurately explain why, Shalon says, but Yasna felt that they were dangerous, particularly to bring out onto the plains. If you wish my help, if you trust me to create this map for you, then trust me on this one single point. Leave the parchment. Conduct this expedition without them. Dalinar looks to Navani, who shrugged. Once our things are packed, they won't be needed, really. The only ones inconvenienced will be the officers, who will have to set up their own tents. Dalinar considers, chewing on her request. This comes from Yasna's notes, he asks. Shalon nods. She told me some of it, father. You should listen to her. This is Adeline. Yeah, that's, that's uh, sorry. Yeah, that's Adeline. Then it shall be done, Dalinar says. Gather your things, and send word to your uncle Sabariel, Brightness. We're leaving within the hour, without Parshman. They're leaving within the hour. Like, shit's on, dude. Not only is that the end of that chapter, that's the end of part four. Yay! So, wow. So, again, we're sort of back to things that I've been, I, you know, I'm a bit of a broken record, I know. Um, but... You know, back to the, my concern about you know your your this your your writing off the parchment concerned that they're mm-hmm. going to be a threat, um, and it could very well pr- prove to be true. Right. Um. But based on, again, like I I feel that you're making this decision not based on any real information. It's true. And that's the only part of it that I that I find is almost against being a versatilian. Right. Like you don't know. There's no confirmation of this concern. This is um, a hunch or a, what would you call it? A, a suspicion. This is like, this is like me. <laughs> this is like about Navani. Yeah, you know, we're taking the advi- yeah, we're true. taking the advice yeah, of, exactly uh, of Jack before like. going. Yeah, and and that's that's in my opinion that's silly. You're that's right. It would be not... a little different if this was Yasna saying you can't take them. I've done all this research. I, I've done all this research, and it's her. Right. She's spent all the hours looking into it, but it's like a secondhand thing. I read this. You know, I clicked on this TikTok, and I think that. Um, I think that this thing I saw is true, but I didn't do my own research. What, you, I just what, looked at what, a video. You, you mean TikTok's not real research? What? Yeah. You're kidding me. Um, what's your highlight for this chapter, bro? <laughs> um, highlight is, uh, oh, highlight's got to be, uh, Shalon like pushes Adeline away and yeah, it stiffens like, that's a really good moment. I, I think I'll pick that one. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. Um, I do. I did like the Navani hug. I, I, I do like that. Um, um, there's so many great things, as you pointed out, like the, the clothing, like, uh, you know, being worn by the, by the parents, mm-hmm. that's kind of neat. It's a really neat but metaphor. I think I'll, yeah, I, I like that. But I, I think I'll stick with, um, uh, with, uh, with Shalon, um, stiffening up and rejecting that whole thing. Tr- like she's trying to preserve who she wants to be mm-hmm. and uh, other things around her in her life are threatening that. And she's 
trying to maintain that. She's trying to maintain herself. Right. And that's, I find that to be, uh, uh, admirable admirable. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, I mean, there's, it's an awesome chapter. So there's a, you know, Mama Navani. Too too many. Um, this man is a hero again is amazing. That's um, really cool. But mm-hmm. I, uh, uh, Dalinar ran the whole way. That's, these are uh, honorable yeah, mentions, Dalinar by the way. running is really <laughs> yeah, good. It's yeah. really cool. But yeah. my highlight is the chapter, True Glory. You know, True when glory. Kaladin mm-hmm. is like, we took care of that Chasm Fiend for you, Glory mm-hmm. Sprint appear. And then she's like, right. we didn't do anything. We just harvested it. It was already dead. And Dalinar's like, right. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you so, did. So, yeah, I, yeah. I love... I just love mm-hmm. how something we talked about earlier in the book came back and like, you know, it showed itself to, to be true that it would be hard to lie when um, Spren are there to kind of go against what you're saying. You know, you're super right. proud right. and you feel amazing that you killed a, a Chasm Fiend, but no, actually I didn't really kill it. This ch- mm-hmm. These these Glory Spren are here because we harvested an already dead carcass. There's no way that's true. Right. So yeah, I just, it's pretty great. <sighs> You know what else great is really shocker. great is Buzzkill Joe's info dump. We're gonna have to Let's have like a it. jingle or something, like a <laughs> like a song that I overplay whenever we Buzzkill Joe brings to you or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, Perhaps I shall have to write one. I don't know. You uh, should. You should definitely should. Yeah, that's that's a okay. project that you have to be on now. Um, <laughs> maybe like the, there's a bunch of buzzsaw sounds in the background because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I'm, th- I'm thinking more pattern, like buzzing. Pattern, oh yeah, like the buzzing pattern like is great. Um, yeah. So yeah, so a, c- a couple of things here. Um, mm-hmm. um, Buzz wanted us to point out the um, the things that were walking on top of the plateau. Something was glowing on the plateau. Yes. Something that moved. The it was alien hard form. To see. Yeah, he swore he saw an enormous figure walking up there, a glowing inhuman form, followed by another alien and right. sleek. So something sleek, there. Yeah striding the storm these are storm striders maybe like we can give them a cute little name but yeah something something mysterious there he wanted me to point out so that's really really cool um we talked about uh, um was mentioned again the king of the heralds mm-hmm. we uh, um you know encountered him at the very very beginning of the series in that prologue um mm-hmm. we also know that he's named um uh, yazir in um or, or yeah yazir in uh, where lift was in her interlude in uh in azir so he's got several names um mm. which is really really neat remember that one that's cool mm-hmm. Uh, we've already talked about strange spren that they saw, which is the same ones that Syl had been seeing. You know, we've we've already talked a little bit about the recreants and the Stormfather mm-hmm. maybe poten- potentially being a spren, which is really really incredible. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's kind of a neat one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaladin's ex girlfriend Tara was mentioned again um, mm-hmm. when he says that he hadn't been this close to a woman since that since her. So mm-hmm. that's really really cool. Um, so that was in chapter 74 and chapter 75, a few things here. Um, Chana is, um, mentioned, yeah, uh, that's another, that, um, that reference. Yeah. It's another, uh, Herald, um, Chana, uh, Chanarak. Chana. Um, she, she, uh, Chana was uh, mentioned in the fleet chapter when it was said that fleet beat the Herald Chanarak in a race, in a foot race. Right. Right. So, and then now, um, it's being, um, used here as a, you know, trying to help anyone who gets in the way of, uh, Navani and her her clutch. Yeah. 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 So Mm -hmm. really, really cool. 
Um, what else do I have here? High Prince War- R- Royal is the one of the first princes that Dalinar tried to sway to his side all the way back in, in uh, Way of Kings. They met in the mm-hmm. met in the ma- the Gallery of Maps room, and uh, he was one of the first person that he wor- worked on. He was really hopeful that he would get this guy to come with him, but doesn't seem right. likely. Um, yeah, so that's it for the the info dump. Thank you very much to Buzzkill Joe mm-hmm. for for doing all the hard work. I know that mm-hmm. you do more, you write more words down than we we say in the episode. But if we've already covered it in the episode, we don't want to belabor the point and mention it again. So, uh, but th- thanks a lot for all the hard work, dude. Um, so yeah, um, let's take a second here to thank our new patrons. Or how about we just thank all the patrons? Because I love doing it. I don't know about you, but I just love listing all these names off and sweating like a bucket, being all super nervous about it. Like I just can't wait. Um, Let's do it up. So we'd like to thank uh, Jonathan Whittington. He is uh, new to the patron. Uh, he just joined. So did Tommy Turpin. Um, we have Itzizer, Julia Peeble, Justin Elliott, Laura, Kevin Friday, Riley Donlin, Chris Wally, Omni Orcus, Alex Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M, Valk of Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad, Kirk- Chad Kirkman. I said Chadge again. Jeez, what's up with that? Christopher Bagley. <laughs> sorry, Chadge. Uh, um, he's he's going to start telling his friends, uh, my name is Chadge now. Um, uh, <laughs> Don't Chris- worry, that's the least thing. You, you, you didn't say gem shard. I, did, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> um, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, um, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., Pac-Man in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Joseph Bruno, Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Wilman. Uh, see, I did it again. Joey Wilman. <laughs> Sorry, Joey. <laughs> Christopher Jack, Ratman, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Sakosi, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nisala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Zach Helton, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, or Buzzkill Joe, Alex mm. Defour, Alex Widden, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goebel, my mom. And you know what I've noticed last few episodes when we do this? Mm. I go, mm-hmm. my mom. And then the next uh, uh, patron is Ari Zoo. So maybe people think that Ari Zoo's my mom because I go, my mom, Ari <laughs> Zoo. So maybe people think that I'm Ari Zoo's so son. Let's pause there. Yeah, and so then, my mom. Yeah, maybe I'll say then, my mom's name from now on. <laughs> though I would be pretty lucky if Arizu was my mom. She's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so let's do this again. Um, my mom, Sue, Arizu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christi- Christian Papi, no, 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 Linda, your wife, and our best mm. friend, Mike. So if you want to be part of the Patreon team and have your name read at the end of the episode, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. If you're interested in going into the Discord and chatting with the community, we have bonus episodes up. You get, uh, depending on the tier, you get a nice little care package that Craftmaster Mike sends you. There's really cool little things in there. Um, so yeah, if you want to be part of the fun, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroesofacather at gmail.com. You can always hit us up on Twitter at heroes of one or find us on Instagram at the storm pod. Don't forget to check out the site. Subreddit, it's 
cooking. We cooking some nice rock stew up there. It's super fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, the next chapters that we're going to do is we're going to do the first two next interludes. I think we're doing they're interludes. Interludes. We're doing I-12 and I-13, which are very small. That episode's probably mm-hmm. only going to be like a half an hour episode, but I'm sure Jack and I will stretch it up to three hours. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you very well, we'll much. We'll try. We'll try. We, we, we will try. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra. Yeah, Kaladin says, taking the gem shard, the the gem, the gem, did I say gem shard? Oh my God, gem shard! I think I just did. I think I just said a gem shard. Oh my God, that's my favorite thing. We have to edit that out. That's, that's no. We're going to edit it out and then I'm going to put it at the end of the episode. Put it back in. (laughs) Every time we make a mistake now, I am cutting it and putting it at the end of the episode as a, (laughs) as a blooper. I want to know what the fuck is a gem shard though, really? (laughs) I think that's, that's how the... The um, chasm fiends poop. The chasm fiends, yeah, pr- produce these <laughs> things. Sharks. It's 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 a gem. <laughs> now, it's it's because they, they've been getting it oh. wrong the entire time. They've been calling it a gem heart, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually a petrified gem shark. Dude, I'm gonna pass it over. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Okay, well, uh, I wasn't in, I wasn't intending to produce that little bit of comedy, but you anyways, uh, there it is. You were intending to produce a um, gem shirt? No? No, I wasn't intending on that. It just ac- happens accidentally? Must have been the gem burritos you had earlier. Gem- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.